0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Flames. The Flames sweep the home-and-home against the Wild and go out and trade for another goaltender. Plus, a look at where the Flames were at a year ago today here on Lockdown Flames. You're Lockdown Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? I'm your host, Jess Belmosto of the Metropolitan Riveters Public Relations team, as well as a plethora of blogs throughout the hockey corner of the internet uh, for the last five or six years. I hope you're having a great day today and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Flames. Or if this is your first episode, hi, hello, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Make sure that you're subscribed to Locked on Flames and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Free 99 on all platforms and of course on YouTube as well. The Flames have traded future considerations for Habs goaltender Michael McNevin and I I'm a little confused but at the same time I'm not because I'm not overthinking this because there's not much to overthink now if this was a year ago sure I would say that there there's a there's plenty to overthink but to start, uh, McNevin has started eleven games, one at the NHL level and the rest down with the Laval Rocket, and he is uh, four four and one in the AHL with thirty five goals allowed. So I think that the reasonable choice here, like the immediate rationale here, should be Dan Vladar is more than is either hurt. Or he's going to go on waivers down to the AHL. And or he's going to get claimed by another team. And Dustin Wolf is going to be called up. Now, I think this would be an instance where Wolf probably has been better than Vladar. Simply because Vladar is just not getting playing time. And I'm not really sure if he had a solid start to uh his time in Calgary other than the month of November he kind of just fell off completely as the season went on and i don't know if the flames want to have a backup like that uh it was easy to be high on him when he was when the flames traded a third round pick for him so easy he's a really likable guy but at the end of the day this is a business <laughs> Dustin Wolf is currently in the AHL with the Stockton Heat, tearing it up with a nine two four save percentage. <laughs> That's absurd, and a two point three one goals against average. And has he's played over seventeen hundred minutes this season. I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like that that statement, the, that stat line itself sells you Dustin Wolf and you want him as your backup. But at the same time, you also want him to continue his development and not have it paused because he's not seeing constant playing time the uh, in the NHL the way that he is in the AHL right now. But at the same time, this could just be another piece to a trade. Uh, I saw a tweet that actually made me laugh really hard. <laughs> uh it said something like tree living is collecting goalies so the oilers can't have any and you know that that very well could be true or maybe maybe someone's trying to put together pieces for a trade because you know we are at the trade deadline it is it is rapidly approaching here and i i'm sure that the flames want to go out and make one more move i think that it's not a secret that they're looking for um another defenseman. I think, you know, they're all set when it comes to forwards. I don't I I don't really see a spot for someone say like Jake Debrusque unless, you know, Dylan Dubay is involved in the trade. And I don't know if that's what uh, you know, the Bruins and Flames have been talking about, if they're talking at all. But we just we can't be quick. To judge and jump to conclusions and try to like unpack all of this because I truly don't think that this is a long term acquisition here, but rather a piece to another trade. And it it makes sense. You know, I think once in a while you have to go out and buff up (laughs) a trade package and offer a team something, and especially where the Flames are. Just trading future considerations at the moment. And they'll figure that out down the line. But it's going to be interesting to see how things play out the next few days. Uh, might have Ian from On Bruins come on and maybe give us a little Jake DeBrusque primer. See how that goes. Uh, you never know where... Any of these teams could lead us. (laughs) And that's kind of the fun of the trade deadline, but also the anxiety of it. So, again, uh, don't run out and go buy a Michael McNevin jersey. I don't think any of you are. But, um, you know, it's just going to be a piece to the puzzle that the Flames just are using to build themselves a better team. Coming up next, we are going to talk about takeaways from last night's game. And why Minnesota is so aggravated (laughs) and bothered by the flames. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that is a perfect snack for anyone trying to go throughout their day. They're great to keep in your desk, great to keep in your backpack when you're on the go, your briefcase, your purse, wherever you may be going. They are covered in 100% chocolate and they taste like a candy bar opposed to a protein bar, there isn't that grittiness, that graininess that you get with a typical protein bar, which I like. I prefer my healthy foods to taste a little bit like junk food, so the more that this leans towards uh, candy bar texture, is like, you know, psyching myself out here. And they also have these delicious marshmallow puffs that come in a few different flavors. And you can try them at Built.com when, and at a discounted price for, prom, for with a promo code uh, LOCKED15. So that's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Locked Flames continues. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. Last night was a fantastic win for the Flames, you know, 5-1 to one win, back-to-back wins. There was no reason to, you know, harp on the loss against Vancouver. Like I said, this team is capable of those bounce backs now. <laughs> there isn't, uh, you know, that need to worry or need to fret and sweat it out. And I think we can all let out a sigh of relief that that's kind of the future or the current situation. But. Last night, last night, the Flames and Wild got a little chippy, okay? Things, things were getting a little, little physical there. Uh, both team had uh, 14 and 17 penalty minutes. Flames obviously led with 17 because when have we ever been able to keep our hands to ourselves, but Minnesota just does not like Calgary. And Marcus Foligno, actually, I have beef with him. I have a big, big beef with him, and I just, I am very concerned <laughs> about how this man's temper is because he need, I believe it was one of the Winnipeg Jets players, like, in the back of the head, and was just, I, I'm i pretty sure he was just fined, like, there was no suspension, there was nothing, so if he, if I ever catch you on the streets doing that to the Flames, probably shouldn't do that but you know like don't don't do that don't granted I don't think he was too um too bad last night but just keep your emotions in check because at the end of the day this is just a hockey game um it was a high pace high energy game and that's going to give you the competitive advantage and that's exactly what the Flames brought uh I think the Flames did a great job through 60 minutes you know they played at uh a competitive level and They've been able to do that all season, and it's been great to see them uh, do that on a consistent basis because you know that they struggle with that, or they have struggled with that in the past, but they're here. They're doing great. Um it it was another solid outing for their special teams unit as well. You know, I feel like I jinxed it before the game against Vancouver because I was like hyping up the special teams, hyping up the offense, hyping up the goaltending, hyping up this, hyping up that. And then they just like crack themselves. But uh, no, last night the flames had two power play goals. Uh, t- so they went two for three with goals from Matthew Kachuk and Tyler Toffoli. So congratulations to them. I think that, they were just beautiful goals, and you can never have too much Tyler Toffoli. You can't. And I still, I'm sure you've all seen it by now, but last night there was the, uh, a puck went flying towards the bench, and Tyler Toffoli just reached up and caught it, and him and Luch were just, like, looking at each other like, whoa, that that was cool, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was, you know, I think Tyler Toffoli has been a great addition to this team, and uh, like Laura from Locked On, Hab said he's going to elevate your uh, special teams. So, and he did just that. So, we already won the trade. On top of that, Andrew Mangiapane earned his twenty eighth goal of the season, and this was his twenty first goal on the road. <laughs> now he is twelve twelve goals behind. Uh, Jerome McGinla for most goals on the road during a season. That's absurd. Okay, 21 goals. And I know that the Flames, so the Flames have always been an anomaly when it comes to winning, like playing on the road versus at home. Like they've always played better on the road except for this year. So for them to be able to score <laughs> like a madman from Andrew Mangiapani is great. It's nice to see. Um, I, I, the, I'm curious to see who's going to get to 31st, whether it be Matthew Kachuk or Andrew Mangiupani. They're both probably, honestly, at this point, they're probably going to hit it at, in the same game. I would not doubt it. I think that they both have such a fun, competitive aspect to them and they can do literally anything you ask them to do. And I'm just, Looking, I, I'm just looking forward to their playoff performances, and I know like I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself there, but I don't know. I feel like it's going to be special. And then of course you have Jacob Markstrom saving 32 of 33 shots. Um, it's the same thing every game with him. He has a really solid performance. It's what you expect, and. I just want to see him move up in the terms of goalie rankings, so that way he can possibly be considered for a Vesna nomination, which would be really stinking neat because he has put his butt on the line time and time again this season, and um, you know we <laughs> we really owe it all to Jacob Markstrom and. This I'm just going to remind you all that he chose Calgary over Edmonton, even though Edmonton offered him more money. So, thank you, Jacob Markstrom. Coming up next, we are going to take a look back in our time machine. We're going all the way back to the first week of March of last year when things were horrendous for the Calgary Flames. Okay, let's be honest. <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning into Locked On Flames. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. We often talk about how far this team has come since last year, like in the last year, and how different of a team this is. And let's, I figured we could take a look at how far this team has come before they take on their former North Division rival. The Montreal Canadiens. This time last year, it was an off day for the Flames, but they had just gotten their butts handed to them by the Ottawa Senators. Um, it was a five to one loss, and little did we know that the final days of Jeff Ward were approaching. Jeff Ward was fired on March fifth, and Daryl Sutter was brought in March sixth. Technically. He was hired, but he couldn't coach because of quarantine policies and what have you. So, um, you know, things were changing. And this, I'm pretty sure this was when Milan Lucic blocked me on Twitter. You know why he blocked me? Because he threw his teammates under the bus. And he name searched. And I just got caught in the crossfire. Didn't say anything mean. But he was simply saying that the Flames... Needed to play better, and that this isn't a Jeff Ward problem. Well, I'm sorry, it's not a certainly not a uh, Flames problem. Now they're certainly playing better with a new coach, with a coach who knows how to coach. Hmm, interesting. But I just I think that this team is truly the exact opposite of who they were a year ago. They had no identity. They had no energy. To the point where Daryl Sutter called out Johnny Gaudreau before his 500th game and made a comment about how he had no energy and how I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something like, oh, I never would have guessed it was his 500th game, or I couldn't tell out there, or just something like that. And since then, Gaudreau's had like 91 points. So um sometimes a little bit of that uh, poking and prodding does a great job getting players going but this team had nothing to prove last year they were floating in between like this weird like this weird spot with montreal and it was like oh no you can make the playoffs oh no no you can make it instead and then eventually the obviously the flames missed the playoffs and the habs took it and ran with it and they almost won the stanley cup not really but you know they made it to the stanley cup but it reminded me like their energy and talent and what they were giving last year reminds me so much of like those last two days before you know you leave for a vacation and you're at work or you're at school and you have mentally checked out like you are already on that um on that cruise ship like you are you're you have your margarita in your hand and you're Cruising, like you're done. You're not giving anyone any effort, anything. That is what the Flames were giving last year. And I think that it is safe to say that they will uh, not be checking out like that this year. (laughs) They have been fully engaged. And to think back to this time last year in a shortened, condensed season. I like. I would have laughed if you told me this team was in first place in the Pacific a year ago. I would have laughed because this—that's not this team, or that—that's or not who this Flames team was, you know. And then you look at how Daryl Sutter came in and just got their butts into gear. Came in the first day and said, "Okay, you're doing a bag skate." Like, you need to build up that endurance. They have the stamina. They have energy. They have something that they have lacked for quite some time. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but, you know, Daryl Sutter is obviously um, his contract up next year. But this team can't afford to regress after if he decides to leave, you know? So that's something that we're going to have to... Hold our breath on and kind of think and hope the, the Flames can work out. But my goodness. So that is all I have for you today here on Lockdown on Flames. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is a pleasure, as always, chatting with you. You can find this show wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and a nice little review. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Belmosto. Subscribe on YouTube. It's free. If you like it, that'd be cool. Uh, don't don't be shy. You can follow uh, the show on Instagram as well at uh, Locked On Flames. Post some stuff over there. And as always, it is a pleasure to chat with you all. So thank you so much, and I will see you tomorrow to preview the Habs Flames game.